Let's take a little time and talk now about the state that we are living in. Political, spiritual, maybe some life. While you are listening to Phyllis Favor. Take a minute, turn the radio up. Take a seat in the pastor's office. Right. the frequency, tune in. Get up, word. Reverend Jonathan Mason. Oh, yes, you should. Take a minute, turn the radio up. And take a seat. Hey, Philly's favorite listeners, it's Pastor Jonathan Mason back in the pastor's office this Sunday afternoon. I certainly pray that each of you got up, got dressed, and made it to a house of worship this Sunday morning to give God praise and to let God know how much you appreciate him for his grace and his mercy. I don't know about you, but if it wasn't for grace and mercy, I know I wouldn't be talking to you right now. I know I wouldn't be uh, pastoring a church here in the Frankfurt section of Philadelphia. I know that I would not be father to two wonderful children. It's all as a result of grace and mercy, because I promise you, I did nothing to deserve what God has blessed me with. So I pray that today, in some way, shape, or form, you will participate in corporate worship. If you didn't, I hope you just got down on your knees a few times a day and just said, thank you, Lord, uh, for all that he's done for you. But listen, I'm so excited to have you with us again today. Uh, I just thank you so much for your continued support of our program uh, as we attempt to bring great issues before you for your consideration, for your education, and for your knowledge. Uh, But we got a great one for you today. Uh, We're going to be talking in our first segment uh, to a West Philly native, uh, an actor uh, born and bred right here in our city uh, that has a role, a prominent role, uh, in a new film that was directed by, watch this, y'all, uh, a native of the Frankfurt section of Philadelphia, Kevin J. Nelson, uh, and stars Omari Hardwick. Uh, the film is called Fells High, and I want you to learn about it today because I want you to go out and support it and support something that was filmed right here in Philadelphia uh, that stars individuals from Philadelphia and is directed by somebody that's from Frankfurt, right where the studios for Philly's Favor are located. So let's welcome into the pastor's office for the very first time, uh, Todd Anthony. Todd Anthony, come on into the pastor's office, sir. How are you? I'm doing great. I appreciate you having me. Well, listen, we're excited to have you to talk about Fells High, but before we get into talking about the film, why don't you tell our Philly's Favorite listeners a little bit about you? Uh, Tell them a little bit about the work that you've done in the industry and about your upbringing here in Philadelphia. Um, Well, like you said, I'm uh, I'm originally from West Philadelphia. I grew up in a section which is 
pretty known as the bottom, uh, down there, Gerard Avenue, the Philadelphia Zoo, around that area. Um, I also spent some time um, around the 52nd Street area. I'm a Overbrook High School graduate, and I'm also a Penn State um, graduate as well. And, um, you know, I fell in, I actually uh, fell in love with acting early, um, although I didn't pursue it. Um, you know, at my, my, my local church at the time in Philly, which was uh, Deliverance, uh, which was a part of my, huge part of my uh, childhood, uh, was where I did my first play and where I, I got my acting bug. Um, but I, I was pursuing basketball at the time. And uh, fast forward, after I graduated college, I kind of stumbled back into it um, in, a, in a summer course where I was taking some film and realized that this is what I really wanted to do. And so for the last 12 years, um, I've been pursuing it. Um, I started in Philly and started doing a lot of like local plays there, uh, some local films there, um, and did a little uh did a little work in New York as well. I would go back and forth there every week, um, all while, you know, still maintaining a, a, a life with my regular job. And um, eventually, uh, for 10 years now, I've moved to, I've been in Los Angeles, and I've just got it. He's blessed me. I, you know, I have no complaints. He's blessed me. I've, I mean, I've uh, I've been in several films and, and, and TV shows and, and theater um, with a lot of prominent actors that, you know, a lot of people listening would know, just like an Amari Hartwick or an Elise Neal who's in this film and, and Michael Hyatt from Snowfall um, um, that are all in this film. As well as, I would like to shout out T.J. Adams too. You know, he's also a Philly native and uh, he's in the film and he's doing great things on Wu-Tang. Um, so it's just, you know, God has blessed me with the journey and I'm just, um, I'm grateful. I'm grateful. So, so first of all, uh, tell us a couple. Just give us a couple of the movies that are on your uh, resume, so that uh, some of our listeners can become a little bit more affiliated. Yeah, uh, shoot, now you take now you uh, jogging my memory. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, I will say my very first film that I, I would love to 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 uh, talk not talk about, but say is Split Second, which was my very first film in Philadelphia in which I had the opportunity to produce with um, some other brothers that are from Philly. And um, that was my very first film. So a lot of people may remember that because we had a great turnout when we, when we did um, have a screening there. But since then um, I've done Fels High is obviously this one. Um, the first Noel, which was my Christmas film uh, that aired on BET uh, this past Christmas, and it's still they they'll pretty much show it every Christmas it's on BET Plus even now. Stock shop, stock option was one of my first films in LA. Um, I've been a part of NBA 2K um, with with uh, Kobe Bryant, uh, the Lost Souls Cafe, which was another one, um, who's, which also is directed, written, and produced by another Philly native, Don B. Welch. That starred Loretta Devine and Christian Keys. Um, uh, Influence, which is also on BET. You know, that's, again, that's uh, a lot of names that you would know. And then um, I've been in the show Black Lightning, which is currently on Netflix. And then uh, I would say uh, in my, my, my film that I'm, I'm proud that I can say that I wrote 
produced and starred in, which was called Malcolm. And that was a, uh, a fictional story of Malcolm X and placing him in 2019 at the time when I, when I wrote it. And um, it was a story that, that, that I really wanted to use his voice to speak to, to this, this generation um, through Malcolm X's voice. And so, so it's, you know, it's just been, it's just been a huge, huge blessing um, to, to, you know, just like I said, just to pursue this, this journey and, and to be in Los Angeles, uh, I've just been afforded great opportunities, um, by the Lord above. And so I'm just, I'm grateful and blessed. Outstanding, man. You've definitely got the credentials. So, uh, Kevin Nelson has written this film and directed this film, Fells High, and as I shared before, our Philly's favorite studios are located right here in Frankfurt. So when I was looking and doing the research on the film and found out that he's actually from Frankfurt, uh, I probably right. got members that are in, in my church that know him and grew up with him because Frankfurt is truly a family town. But tell us how you got hooked up with Kevin, how you got hooked up with the film Fells High. Uh, so Kevin, um, I met Kevin, I want to say now, maybe eight, nine years ago. And and because, you know, Philadelphia, especially the entertainment um, world, is, is very small. Um, and you all kind of either run into each other or you know about one another. And Kevin and I met in L.A., actually. Um, I had, uh, he moved here. Um, and I, had, I didn't know him previously. And we wind up getting connected through a mutual friend. And uh, ever since then, we've just kind of like, you know, we've just kind of been attached to each other in one way, shape, or form. And um, I, I just kind of believed in, in what he wanted to do when it came to film. And so from his very first film that he did here, it was a short film, um, you know, I was in. And every time he called me to do one of his projects, I always said yes, because I just, I saw his determination, his want to, to just be great at what he does. And the same happened for, for Fells High. This was something that I knew about maybe a year before we actually shot the film. Um, and he sent it to me and, you know, he sent me the role and said that he thought I would be great for it. And after reading it, you know, it was just, and it was something that was close to, to his actual, you know, experience. And it was, so it was like a, it was, um, an important project for him. So I just wanted to be a part of it and to be able to support it in any way, shape or form that I could. And, and as an artist, um, you know, I was just honored that he thought of me and, uh, honored to work with a lot of the cast members, but even more honored to work on his first feature film. You know, that's a, that's a big deal. And, in any in entertainment period, but especially in the film world, it's, it's very difficult to accomplish a feature film and see it from start to finish. And now we're at that point. And so I'm just excited for the world to see it and excited for him and what it's going to do for him and his career after people see it. You're listening to Philly's Favor 100.7 FM. We are in the pastor's office this Sunday afternoon talking to actor Todd Anthony, uh, who has a prominent role in the brand new film, Fells High. All right, Todd, uh, thank you for giving us that background on how you connected with uh, Kevin. But now talk to us about the film. What's it all about, man? 
the film is a is a coming of age story. Um, it's about four friends um, that obviously go through the Philadelphia public school system, and the uh, the the overall objective is bullying and how to deal with it. Um, and a lot of times, you know, people make decisions because of the circumstances. And in this film, you'll see because of the circumstance, you know, a kid is feeling bullied and he decides to take matters into his own hands. Um, and that leads us down this road of where are they going to end up by the end of this night? Um, after after uh, he makes, um, you know, a terrible decision, but a decision out of self-defense. And so and that's where my character comes in, um, which is Lieutenant Watkins, to, you know, dissolve the situation as best as I can uh, with being a police uh, detective, but also being aware that I'm dealing with uh, young black men, you know, really wanting to see them alive at the end of the night and wanting, and me wanting to make it home back home to my family. And so, you know, you get a, you, you get a great perspective of both sides of civilian uh, sides of, um, police officers and size of parents. Um, but I think it's a great story. It, it highlights Philadelphia well. Um, and it tells a, a, a near and dear story of an actual, you know, situation that, that, that was, that take, took place. And, um, I think people are really going to enjoy it. I think they really are. It's almost like this day and age's version of, uh, the movie juice, um, which was kind of like what I, I came up on uh, for this generation. Yeah, I, I remember juice. What, what's the last line? You got the juice now, right? So, right, right. <laughs> absolutely. But now look, right. look, look, we all are obviously familiar with Amari Hardwick's work. Talk to us about the role he's playing in the film. So Amari plays uh, the uh, Prince, Principal Floyd. Um, and um, you'll find, you know, a lot of times with principals, especially with male principals, um, they are extensions of fatherhood to a lot of the, the kids that come, especially the young men that come to schools. And I know some, I had teachers that were, you know, my representation of an extension of my home. Um, and so that's what Amari plays. And he plays it indirectly and directly because uh, Jarrell O'Neal, who plays Caesar is uh, principal Floyd's son. And so he's not only the principal, but he's also, the father of one of the main characters um, who has a bright future, but gets caught up in this situation with his friends. And now principal Floyd is even put in the position of, I want to protect my son, but then I also have to protect all of these children. And so he, 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 he you know, Mario Harvey, his, you know, his work speaks for itself. We all know um, and love his, his work on shows like power and movies um, so, you know, he does a, a phenomenal job and he's a phenomenal person to work with. It was my first time working with him. So, and, and now I want to be clear with our listeners. This film was shot in Philadelphia. You, you received a lot of hospitality from, uh, 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 the team here in Philadelphia at a couple of schools. Why don't you tell us about how warmly this, uh, production was received? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, the, the school was donated mastery charter, um, which is, which is literally maybe 
four or five blocks away from where I grew up, where my father still currently lives. Um, we had a lot of just people that poured in resources to us. And even when it came to making last minute calls for different shots we wanted to shoot, whether it was the guys on the, they brought their, uh, their bikes out. Um, you know, it was just, it was just all love. Um, it was a great response as to what brotherly love really is and what our, uh, our city, um, represents. Um, and that's the great thing I, you know, I wanted to, to express is that, you know, a lot of times I, I shared this at the premiere, um, I've been living in LA for 10 years and a lot of times because I still have family back there and I see on the news, you know, the news is always quick to highlight a lot of the negative things, um, that happens not only in our city, but in any city, but this is a representation of someone who's from Philly. A lot of the talent that's in this is local talent. Um, and the way the city surrounded us to get it done shows a lot of the positive things that happen in Philadelphia that we don't always get a chance to see or talk about. And the great thing about this project is it's going to be seen on a grand scale and it's shot in Philadelphia and Philadelphia was behind it. And so I think it's going to really put our city in a great light um, to the rest of the world. Outstanding. Well, listen, uh, first of all, I'm excited to see the film. Where can we see the film? I know it debuted in late June, but where can we go to see it? So um, at the moment, I know it's, it's coming soon. I can't release the details. I know there's a uh, there's an offer that has been made and it will be released very soon. But uh, as an artist, I can't release it. So Kevin would have to as the, the executive producer. But I will say that it's coming very, very soon. Um, and so just be on the lookout. Follow, you can follow, uh, I would say follow Kevin on, on Instagram at 1804films. Um, you can follow myself, which is underscore Todd Anthony. Um, I'll also, you know, post the when it's going to be released. Um, but it'll, it'll, it'll be out very, very soon. Outstanding. So listen, Philly's favorite listeners, I want you to follow 1804 Films on social media. 1804 Films on social media. And then, Todd, go ahead and give us all your social media handles. Uh, my social media is uh, at underscore Todd Anthony on all social media uh, handles. Um, and also my website, which is ToddAAnthony.com. That's any information you want to know about me, that's where you also can go. All right, man. Listen, thank you for joining us in the pastor's office this afternoon. Everybody, 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 follow 1804 Films. Follow Todd Anthony. Give him a like. Give him a follow. And let's support Fells High when it's released for public consumption. Sir, thank you, man. And keep on doing a great work out there. We're praying for you. I appreciate it. And, and if, if you don't mind, I wanted to share one, one last thing. Um, you know, th and this is for... The, the believers, because we're in the pastor's office, and I know I didn't share this, but I'm also a youth pastor at my church. Oh, wow. And okay. I wanted to say to encourage um, believers to, to make sure that you go after what God has called you to go after, um, because uh, I probably don't look like a youth pastor, um, but I'm, I'm very much so, and I've realized that I'm way more effective 
in places that people don't expect God to be. And so, and the only way I can be that is to pursue what God has called me to pursue. And it's an industry in which God is not highlight, highlighted. So I just wanted to send that out there and make sure that um, all of our uh, the believers pursue exactly what God um, has called them to pursue so that he can use you in a way that may be non-traditional, so to speak. Thank you so much for that information. Not only is he an actor, ladies and gentlemen, but he's also a youth pastor, man. And watch this. Only what you do for Christ will last. Mm -hmm. Todd Anthony, thank you for joining us in the pastor's office. We look forward to talking to you real soon, and we look forward to enjoying Fells High. Be blessed, my brother. You too. Thank you. And we'll be right back after these commercial messages. Hey, Philly's favorite listeners, welcome back to the pastor's office. And I want to thank Todd Anthony uh, for joining us in our first segment to talk about his brand new film, Fells High. Remember, uh, I want you to follow 1804 Films, follow Todd Anthony, and let's support this great film when it comes out. Listen, I got to share something with you. On July 4th, I took my two sons, Jonathan and Jackson, 16 and 12, to the Museum of the American Revolution in Center City, Philadelphia. Well, actually, it's not in Center City. It's down by 3rd Street. Uh, And I've got to tell you, I was blown away. I'd never been to this museum. I'll share with you quickly the highlight. The highlight for me was watching a 12-minute film about George Washington's tent. And then when the film ended, we weren't looking at a hologram. We weren't looking at a 3D image. The screen rose, and what we were looking at was George Washington's actual tent that he used as his office when he was on the battlefield with his troops during the Revolutionary War. Philadelphia has so much history and it has so many wonderful museums and one of the things I enjoy in doing this show is learning about the various exhibits that are available for us to go see and to experience and to enjoy all throughout the city of Philadelphia. So today I want to talk to you about the Seeing Philadelphia exhibit at the Pennsylvania Academy of the Fine Arts. And I want you to go support it. And I think after we get done talking, you're going to want to go experience this exhibit. Today I want to bring into the pastor's office for the very first time Ms. Stacy Swigert. Uh, She's the director of the Atwater Kent Collection at Drexel University. And she's played a great role in bringing this Seeing Philadelphia exhibit to fruition. Uh, Stacy, come on into the pastor's office. How are you this fine afternoon? Great. Thank you so much for having me. Well, listen, we're excited to have you here uh, to talk about the Seeing Philadelphia exhibit. But, but, but first, why don't you share with me, with the director of the Atwater Kent Collection at Drexel University, talk to us about what your role is, because you have a vast history and experience uh, of preserving history. Uh, And I I want our listeners to really understand your credentials. 
Sure. So um, it's a little bit convoluted in some ways in that um, the collection that we have is the former collection of the Atwater Kent Museum, which became the Philadelphia History Museum, which unfortunately closed its doors permanently in 2018. And the collection sort of was a bit in limbo. It's owned by the city of Philadelphia. And Drexel stepped in to uh, become the new steward of this 300-plus year history collection of objects and ephemera and archives. And so I was brought in and uh, to manage the collection and oversee the inventory and evaluation of all that material and how we can um, put it out there for Philadelphians to see. So essentially what will happen is uh, we manage the collection and we created this exhibit, but we're also going to be working on ways that the collection can go out to other institutions, you know, on loan for uh, viewing in different settings. So kind of like a lending library of historical objects. Absolutely. Well, listen, I, I'm, I'm excited to hear more about seeing Philadelphia. Uh, so tell us a little bit about this exhibit. Sure. So uh, it's a great exhibit, kind of small, um, hosted in our new storage facility. We're actually tenants now of the Pennsylvania Academy of Fine Arts. And um, they were gracious enough to allow us to put the exhibit up in one of their galleries. And so um, this exhibit is featuring a lot of um, uh, prints and photographs and maps and drawings from different eras of Philadelphia. So it starts in the 18th century and moves up into the mid-20th century. And, and, and this was, if, and I want to be clear, there are a lot of photos that are from uh, the 150-year celebration of Philadelphia. I mean, tell us about some of the things that our listeners would see uh, if they came and took a tour of this exhibit. Sure, sure. So um, we have uh, some historic maps from the 18th century that show sort of the, the landowners um, and and the you know central part of Philadelphia in and around 1777, and then it moves into these wonderful 19th century drawings by an architect slash engineer named Benjamin Ridgeway Evans, and he was commissioned, but also did some I, I believe for himself um, some drawings of different buildings and street corners and streetscapes in the 1850s, 1860s, 1870s, 1880s. And um, some of them, you know, are quite mechanical, but they're wonderful. They've, they're uh, line drawings and have uh, hand coloring. And then um, we've added sort of the counter, counter to those wonderful drawings. Um, in 1940, the WPA, the Works Project Administration, decided to take those drawings and have a photographer go out and photograph those same areas. So you can see the 60, 50, 60 year evolution of various street corners and streetscapes in Philadelphia. And, and then we have some wonderful prints from the 1930s and 40s of different views of Philadelphia and uh, some sesquicentennial from the 1926 uh, World's Fair that was in Philadelphia. Some wonderful paintings done by Ara Lee Gall, who was the official painter for the sesquicentennial. Wow, that sounds exciting. So now, now obviously, we want to get our listeners to physically come to the museum, but there looks to be an online component to this exhibit as well. Talk to us a little bit about that. 
There is. There's actually two ways. So when you're in the exhibit, um, part of the part of what we did is we had a partnership with Writers Room at Drexel, and they have a, a program called Tripod, where intergenerational students of life, students of schools, um, worked on uh, a project with us, and they looked at the historic images that we were going to be including in our exhibit and went out into the city and took their own images, took their own stories, and uh, created poetry and, and short stories about what they saw. So you can come into the exhibit and, and see photographs and sketches that all kind of relate to each other. And there's a QR code in the exhibit, so you can go online and read all this wonderful stuff, see all the photos that they took. And then also in our online collections database, you have access to the interpretive panels as well as the collections records for all of the items that are in the exhibit. So you can find out a little bit more about some of the artists as well as see the actual artwork and photography and maps. The exhibit is Seeing Philadelphia. Seeing Philadelphia, and it sounds like an exciting experience. All right, so now listen, uh, here's what, you know, there's some of our listeners out there that may not have heard of the Pennsylvania Academy of Fine Arts. Uh, They may not have ever had an opportunity to go there. Why don't you share with our listeners how they can get more information about the museum and then how they can actually get there to see this great exhibit? Sure. The best way would be through the Atwater Kent collection at Drexel website, and that's at philadelphiahistory.org. philadelphiahistory.org. Yes. Okay, great. All right, well, listen, Stacy Swaggart, I want to thank you for joining us in the pastor's office today uh, to talk about the Seeing Philadelphia exhibit. Uh, and I want to encourage our listeners to get out and support the museum, get out and support this exhibit, uh, and let's learn the history of our great city. Uh, Stacy Swaggart, thank you so much for joining us, and we look forward to seeing you thank at the you museum. So much. Hey, Philly's favorite listeners, welcome back to the pastor's office. It's Pastor Jonathan Mason here with our closing segment. And before I get to it, let me just thank Stacy Swigert and Todd Anthony for joining us today. We really appreciate uh, the information that they imparted on us. But listen, there was a mass shooting here in Philadelphia just this week. And I certainly want to... Lift in prayer the families that were impacted, the entire circle of the victims, family and friends that were impacted. Uh, I want to lift in prayer our first responders, the police, all that had to engage. Uh, with this tragedy, and that's exactly what it is. It's a tragedy. The gun violence in this city and in inner cities across this country is at an all-time high. But I'm going to take a little bit of a right turn in my commentary here. I'm currently doing a book study with my Bible study class on the book of Philemon. And 
This book is quite interesting. It is a letter that Paul wrote to a slave owner. And in writing to this slave owner who has become his brother in ministry, he is appealing to Philemon to welcome back his slave as his brother. Uh, Let me help you out. Paul's in prison. And in prison with Paul is Onesimus, who is Philemon's slave. And Paul has shared with Philemon, listen, man, this brother who's in prison with me has become like my son. And I now want you to welcome him back, not as your bondservant, not as your slave, but I want you to welcome him back as your brother and as your friend. So Onesimus, the criminal, the slave who's in prison, Philemon, welcome him back as your brother and your friend. And it caused me to think about how we engage with brothers and sisters in our communities that have fallen, that have actually committed the crimes, that have actually sold the drugs, pulled the triggers, committed the offenses, gone to prison. How do we as Christians engage with them? What should be the position of our hearts towards them? Well, it's easy for us to say, well, if they committed the crime, let them do the time and, you know, uh, God will have his way with them. This, This gentleman that shot all of these folk, actually thought he was helping the police. He's mentally ill. This week I received a letter from an inmate who's in prison looking at potentially 25 years if he's convicted of the crime that he's being held for. What should our heart position be towards these individuals? What should our heart position be towards the gangbangers that are running around Frankfurt and other communities, randomly spraying bullets, selling drugs to our children? What should our heart position be? Well, one thing that Paul writes to Philemon is if Onesus owes you a debt, Charge it to me. I'll pay the debt. So what Paul's basically saying is, if I get out of prison, I now belong to you because I'm taking care of the debt. Or what he's saying is, the money I have to plant churches, the money I have to travel, the money money that we've collected for the building of the kingdom, a portion of that will go to you to cover Onesimus's debt. But whatever you do, welcome him as a friend, welcome him as a brother.
So I think what I'm trying to share with you this afternoon is that not only should we have a heart for the poor and for the oppressed, but we should also have a heart for those that have fallen. Anytime there's a tragedy, I pray for the victims, but I also pray for the perpetrators. And I want us to have that type of heart. Pray for those that have committed these crimes. Pray for those that are behind prison walls. Pray for those that are coming out having served their time, but still have a society that says, yeah, you served your time, but because you have that check mark, there's only but so far that you can go. We've got to have a heart of compassion for the victimized, but also for the criminal. So I want to encourage us today as we go to our secret prayer closets, let's pray that God changes hearts and changes minds. I absolutely believe that drug dealers can become deacons. I absolutely believe that whoremongers can become ushers. I absolutely believe that addicts can become choir members. But it takes prayer and it takes a heart of compassion that those of us that have been saved, that have accepted Christ, and that see the fruits of our walk would have a heart to come back and help guide these brothers and sisters to Christ would help disciple them and would not give up on them. Paul said, if Onesimus has a debt, charge it to me. Wow, who does that sound like? Sound like Jesus to me. Because Jesus paid the price for the sins of all humanity. He said, our lives are worthy Our lives are important. Our lives have an opportunity to be redeemed because of the blood of Jesus Christ. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood. Of Jesus. So, my brothers and sisters, if the blood of Jesus is good enough for me and you, the blood of Jesus is good enough for the addict. It's good enough for the gangbanger. It's good enough for the imprisoned. Let us have a heart of compassion. Let us have a heart of love. And I believe if we all keep praying, God we serve is not a Kronos God, He's a Kairos God comes in his own way and in his own time. So our job is to keep on praying and keep on appealing. And I promise you, beyond a shadow of a doubt, God will show up and show out in amazing ways. He's already done it in your lives. You have a testimony. You already know this. So let us have a heart to know that he can also 
change and transform the lives of those that we look at as hardened. All right, family, I'm out of here. I'll see you next week right here, 2 o'clock, Sunday afternoon, for another edition of the Pastor's Office. God bless you, I love you, and I'll be back with you next week. Political spiritual, maybe some laughs While you're while listening to Phyllis Faber Take a minute, turn the radio up And take a seat in the pastor's office Right Grab the frequency, tune in Get a word with Reverend Jonathan Mason Oh yes, you should Take a minute, turn the radio up And take a seat Ooh, let's go for a minute, just for a minute.